The following is a presentation of Genesis. Genesis is a place where you are invited to begin, belong, and believe. To find out more, visit us on the web at genesisthejourney.com. Everyone say hello to my lovely wife, Miss Kyla. Do you feel welcomed and loved? I do. Nice. Hey, uh, tonight we are excited. We are kicking off uh, finally. We uh, called an audible last week and uh, decided to postpone iDate for this Sunday. And uh, we are going to be on a four-week journey. Uh, And it's called iDate, but it's really uh, a series about relationships, uh, relating well with not only God, but relating well with the opposite sex. Uh, Tonight, uh, we're taking a a look at uh, just friends. How many people in here are just friends? Don't raise your hands. Um, Because the person next to you might be like, I thought I was your boyfriend. (laughs) Could get yourself in trouble. Uh, so tonight is just friends. Uh, the week uh, next week is going to be um, called dating, not dating, dating again, and um, <laughs> the following week will be. Uh, she said yes, surprisingly, but she said yes, and uh, the following week will be uh, uh, a lifelong conversation. What does it look like uh, to enter into and begin to um, have a relationship with someone where you are having a lifelong conversation? Uh, with them. Um, So we're real excited. Kyle and I are going to be kind of going back and forth uh, a little bit um, uh, tonight and really over the next four weeks. Uh, As I was thinking about this series, uh, there's a lot of young uh, marrieds, uh, older marrieds as well, but uh, probably, I don't know, maybe eight, nine, ten different married couples uh, in here tonight. And it would be very easy for you to kind of just check out of the series and just say, well, I'm married at a series on dating, a series on relationship doesn't really have to do with me. Um, it does. And uh, I just want to encourage you not to check out, not to bail on the next four weeks. Um, what I feel like is a lot of where a lot of marriages fail, and uh, I don't consider failing in marriage um, marriages that just end in divorce. Uh, I feel like marriages that are just people are sharing a space together, um, in terms of a house or an apartment or a condo, uh, but not really sharing the same heart, uh, not really sharing the same life, not having intimacy with one another uh, is a marriage that is uh, not doing well. Um, and usually marriages that fail is somewhere they checked out of the relationship, where they stop pursuing each other as friends, and they stop nurturing or developing the friendship that they had with one another. They stop dating each other. Um, and if, you, if, you're, if you're married... Remember the conversations, the intentionality uh, that you were having during engagement. I mean, you were just talking about so many different things, and you were intentional in the conversations that you had, um, all leading up to uh, intimacy and oneness uh, in marriage. So uh, as we go through this next four weeks, especially if you're married, please don't check out. Uh, Use this series, this next four weeks, to just kind of examine how is my friendship with my husband, with, um, uh, with my wife. Am I still dating them, or am I just kind of existing with them? Am I still in that intentionality stage uh, with my spouse, or am I just letting every day kind of pass and pass and pass? Um, So please, stick with us uh, through the next four weeks, and I hope that a series on relationships and dating actually might enrich uh, uh, your marriage. Um, So as we go on, let me um, just stop and pause and pray and uh, ask God to, uh, to bless what we're doing tonight.
Father, thank you so much um, for the opportunity to gather uh, as a Genesis uh, community. And uh, Father, we've been, uh, certainly this has been on my heart for a long time doing this series uh, on relationships. And so, uh, Father, I'm, I'm really excited about tonight uh, to kick this new series off. Uh, but Lord, if you're not with us, then it's kind of pointless. And um, so t- I just pray, God, that you would uh, show up in a big way. And um, God, that you would bless us uh, with your presence tonight. And as we take a look at your story and what your story has to say to us, your word, what your word has to say to us, that uh, we would be challenged, we would be encouraged, we might even be convicted uh, of decisions and choices that uh, we're currently making. So, uh, Father, we commit not only tonight, but really this next four-week journey that uh, we are embarking on tonight. Uh, We just laid at your feet and asked that you would do something wonderful. And, God, that you would do um, an amazing work in the relationships that we have, relationships that are being formed. And, um, God, let this tonight and uh, really the next four weeks just be uh, about you. What a great uh, God you are that you invited us into a relationship with you. Uh, So really over the next four weeks, help us to grow in that relationship, that friendship uh, that you have invited us uh, to have um, with you. And we pray that in in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you're here uh, at Genesis, this is your very first night. Um, Welcome. We've uh, been going at this now for almost six months. And um, one of these days, we're going to get so stinking big that we're going to actually have to kick ourselves out of the basement. And for those of you who have actually never been in this building, there's an actual room upstairs that one day uh, we'll venture into. But uh, we're going to keep packing people in until we just explode and are forced to move upstairs. But uh, Genesis, we've been going at it for six months. If you're here for the first time, uh, our hope certainly is that uh, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, uh, if you're a place asking questions, just trying to figure out this God thing, uh, that Genesis would be a place where you can begin whether it's beginning for the very first time a relationship, a friendship with God. And uh, our hope is that once you begin, is that this would be a place where you could truly belong. Uh, You're going to belong somewhere. Uh, Our hope is that you would uh, decide to belong here because it's healthy. And uh, we are a community that is uh, centered really on what God's word has to say. And God's word has to say so much to us. Uh, And so that this place would be a community you could belong to. And it would be healthy and real and authentic and genuine. Uh, And you could grow uh, in relationship with one another, but in relationship um, certainly with God. And I love the last word, believe, um, that our belief in God would actually make a difference in who we are and uh, how we engage with uh, the world we're living in. So um, that's a very simple what Genesis is about. So uh, if you are here, thanks for coming. Everyone is here. That was weird. I mean, for the first, second time, third time, something like that. We're glad you came back. Um, I think when you sat down on chairs, uh, you got some iDate cards. Keep passing those out for us. And you also got um, a guest card. If uh, you just want some more information about Genesis, whether it's just getting on the Genesis Weekly to find out when things are happening, uh, just fill out that card, just a name and an email, and you get one email a week from us. I'm not going to put your name on some crazy distribution list. Just one email a week. Um, So if you want to get a little bit more connected, uh, fill out a card and either drop it in one of those... uh, vases, vases, or there's some baskets over there, and um, we'd love to help you get connected. Okay, so, Kyla, how are you? I'm good. All right. Really? Mm-hmm. It's weird. I've, we've been married for nine and a half years. We're coming up on ten years. That's worth an applause. <laughs> it's funny, like, usually when I've heard couples share and kind of do what we're doing tonight... They always get to say, we've been married for 25 years, and the crowd goes crazy. And I'm like, well, we've been married for nine years, and everyone's like, golf clap. 
<laughs> Wait till you get to 25. Um, but uh, uh, it's weird. I've, I've, I've got to stop talking because she's going to share, so I'm, I'm done. Well, we wanted to start out <laughs> with sharing a little bit about where we are in our relationship. And uh, I guess the first thing I wanted to comment on is that we're teaching this series on relationships, but it's not because we by any means are experts on all things relational. Um, in fact, as you hear our story, you will see that um, we made a lot of mistakes. And if we could go back and do things differently... Um, Some of us made mistakes. <laughs> we would probably <laughs> do a lot differently. Um, I'm going to get myself so much in trouble through these next four weeks. But we do want to share with you some of the things that God uh, taught us along the way. Um, Our one fear that we have, I guess, is that um, in sharing our story and sharing our mistakes from our story, there might be people who would look at our story and say, well, you know, they made a lot of mistakes, but it worked out okay in the end. And that you might use us as an excuse to continue um, with bad or destructive patterns or habits in relationships. And um, so we hope that 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 won't happen. We do want to be honest and share the mistakes that we've made. Um, But God has been gracious and merciful to us and has, despite our mistakes, blessed us with one another. Um, But the part of the story that you don't see if you take that view is the pain and the hurt and the tears and uh, the scars that those wrong decisions left. And some of those scars we're still working through after nine years of marriage, and we probably will be for a long time. Um, So we are... uh, just hope that God would um, just encourage you through the, some of the things that he did teach us uh, as he was trying to teach us the right way or his way uh, of doing things. Hmm. Uh, one promise that uh, we make to you guys uh, as, a, as a community is that we will be brutally honest. And uh, as we've been talking about this for the last few months, um, one of the things that, or a lot of the things that we're going to share is stuff that we wish people would have shared with us when we were in friendship or um, you know, just began the dating process or we're working through engagement and asking some of the questions that pre-engaged, engaged people are asking. And, um, but we're going to be brutally honest, and if it's offensive to you, I, I apologize. Um, but we just, how could we not be honest with you uh, and let you know where we're really at? And um, I think it was a, a month or two ago, uh, Kyle and I went out for dinner uh, just to begin thinking through the series and what we're really going to be talking about. And uh, I asked Kyle a question, you know, how do you feel like we're doing? Because it's kind of weird to get up and talk about relationships without at least um, examining your own relationship. And uh, both of us kind of decided, you know, we're not doing that great uh, in our own relationship. Uh, This was just a month ago, right? Three, four weeks ago, something like that. And uh, one of the conclusions that we made in our own relationship is that we're being sloppy. We're being absolutely lazy. And uh, we can take a look at the season we're in. And in relationships, you're going to go through seasons. And uh, the season we're in is, uh, you know, <laughs> three kids under the age of three. And, uh, you know, a startup, new, brand new ministry here that requires just a lot of time uh, and attention. And, um, you know, we just look at the season we're in. And a lot of our energies, a lot of our effort, a lot of our heart is just being poured into and invested into so many other things except each other. And uh, it's just very easy to be sloppy and be lazy and not uh, pursue her like she deserves to be pursued. And uh, so one of the things I'm excited... (laughs) We're going to have so much fun over the next four weeks. Um, Is uh, this is going to be huge for us. um, Because 
What's the point of being sloppy and lazy? As I think about the relationship I desire to have with Kyla five years from now when we're in a different season, uh, well, if I'm not making and, and pursuing those steps now, we're going to get to five years, and we're just going to be people who are sharing a space together. And that's what happens to a lot of married couples is they get sloppy and they get lazy. And uh, before you know it, you've drifted apart. Uh, now, thankfully, we're not drifted apart. Uh, I don't want to paint a horrific picture, but we've been lazy. We've been sloppy. Um, and so we're excited uh, about where we are, but more than that, we're excited about where God is taking us in our own relationship. Uh, all of that to say, we're going to be uh, pretty honest with you guys uh, in hopes that it might encourage you uh, as you think through relationships in your own story. And we also wanted to just start off, uh, before we really get into this, just about uh, give you some truths about relationships in general. And the first one is that God is good. The reason we're even talking about relationships at all right now is because God has placed ooh, has placed in each one of us um, a desire for relationships. He's created us as relational beings, first and foremost to have a relationship with him, but also to have intimate relationships with other people. Um, and he gave us those longings and desires in our hearts, and he wants to bless us with relationships. He is good and wants to, to give us um, the desires of our heart. In fact, Psalm 37.4 says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, the second thing is that we need to make our relationship with God the top priority over any other relationship that we have. Um, the only relationship that will ever truly and completely satisfy us is our relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Um, there is no friend, no boyfriend, no girlfriend, no husband, no uh, wife who can meet all of your needs or who could ever fulfill you. Um, the only relationship that could ever do that is a relationship with God. So, um, you know, you, if you place your hope in uh, human relationships, if all of your hope is placed in those, you will always be let down because people will always let you down. God is the only one who knows everything about you, more than you even know of yourself, who understands you completely and who loves you unconditionally. Um, we all have a desire for relationships with other people, especially romantic relationships. Um, but we need to keep our relationship with God first and foremost. And really a, a real benefit to that is when you, are, um, when you have placed Jesus Christ and your relationship with him as your top priority and you are fulfilled and satisfied in him, it takes the pressure off the other relationships that you have. And it will frees those, uh, those other people in your lives, frees them up from you putting pressure on them to meet all of your needs. Um, and it, so it will bring about, um, you will feel satisfied and complete if Jesus Christ is your uh, top priority. Hmm. This is under uh, the banner of um, just things we wanted to pass along about relationships. Uh, a few more things that uh, uh, are pretty uh, crucial. Um, personal relationships, uh, this might sound odd, but they're not about you. Um, how many people have heard of the book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus? Anyone? Who's read the book? Fess up. Okay. Not a bad book, but I can stop and say, you know what? The book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, a practical guide for improving communication and getting what you want in your relationship. That's a huge problem just in the title alone. Now, I didn't take the time to actually read the whole thing, so maybe there's some worthwhile things. But just on the title alone, getting what you want out of your relationship. Um, 
personal relationships are not about you. People who make relationships just about you end up sucking the life out of the other person. Relationships have so much more to do with giving than just taking. And uh, so please just know as we begin this journey about personal relationships, uh, just keep in mind that this thing in my ears drive me crazy. I don't know why it keeps... All right, let's be honest. I have really small ears. <laughs> this is what the true problem is, is the size of my ears. They are cute though, right? If only I had, you had mine. I did not say that. I just... <laughs> All right, I'm proud. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on from our ears. Uh, the fourth thing is uh, stop the insanity. Albert Einstein once defined insanity uh, as just doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. And a lot of us want to see different results in our relationships, but we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, thinking that maybe something actually might change. Uh, our hope through this entire series is that you might actually approach relationships, um, well, a whole lot differently. Um, so silly to say stop the insanity, but seriously, stop the insanity. Let's do things different. Let's do things better. The fifth thing is um, <laughs> marriage is a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay? And... Um, You know, we're going to talk about actually in the weeks to come, so I'm not going to open this can right now per se. Uh, What if you haven't been called to marriage, and what if you will be single? Uh, We'll cover that in the weeks to come. But I just want you, marriage is a good thing. The average age for people to get married uh, for men is 27. Uh, For women, it's 26. And a lot of people, a lot of the conversations I hear with people is, well, I just, I'm going to take care of school. I'm going, to, I'm going to work for a little bit, and I'm just going to kind of put marriage off until I get a little bit older, until I can kind of do my thing, have some fun, and then I'll enter into the, the curse called marriage. <laughs> and uh, part of me just wants to scream at people when they, they talk like that. I'm like, do life with someone else, you know? Don't let things like school and work and, I mean, let it be a God thing, obviously, uh, but I just, I just feel like, especially in young, the 20-something generation, marriage is like the end-all, be-all curse. And once you get married, well, your life is just pretty much over. Uh, and I just want you to know it's not. Marriage is an incredible gift from God, uh, and it is an incredible good thing. It's great. It's awesome. It's wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Kings and queens. I had a roommate. Before I share what I mean by kings and queens, um, I had a roommate, and he was just, he was crazy. He was absolutely crazy and uh, really weird and uh, mean uh, to my dog. And um, we had in our kitchen, uh, the bathroom was right off the kitchen, and we had one of those doors that kind of swung both ways. And uh, in the bathroom was this big window that Meshach would just love to go look at squirrels outside. And so Mark, my roommate, thought it was just, so funny uh, to do this frequently when I wasn't home. Um, he would scream for Meshach, Meshach, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. And so Meshach would run through the family room, through the kitchen, to go to his window to look out and see the squirrel. Well, Mark, the mean individual he was, would always just latch the door so Meshach would just run full speed into the door. So 
this is the kind of guy that passed along this advice. He said to me one day, Michael, if you want to marry a queen, you better start being a king. And I was like, that's pretty good advice coming from someone who's psycho and mean to the animal population. (laughs) But I've never forgotten that. It was such a very simple little thing about relationships that some of us have such high standards of, I want the girl to be like this, and the bar is set way high, but you live like down low. Or for girls, you know, you want your guy to be a king, and the bar is set so high, and you don't even come close to living to the same standard, you're way below. And it's such a simple principle about relationships. If you want to marry a queen, start living like a king. And vice versa. So don't just set the standard high for someone else. Don't just live to the standard you have of your, uh, your mate, so to speak. Uh, live beyond that. So if you want to marry a, qu- a king, be a queen. However, I don't know what I just said right there. I got Mark and my dog running into doors on my brain right now. Um, the last thing, uh, obviously we could share a lot about uh, this is uh, pay attention to God's story. I, I just I, I wish as a community, uh, as a people, we could actually stop thinking that our friends have the answers and God has none. I've heard so many times people are like, you're doing a four-week series on dating? Does the Bible even talk about dating? Does it even talk about romantic relationships? What are you, are you just going to get up there and talk about, you know, friends and, you know, sex in the city? What do you have to say? And... Um, Unfortunately, the culture we live in has a lot to say about dating, and that's where we get our encouragement. That's where we get our advice. And uh, can I just say, pay attention to God's story. God's story is about relationships, a relationship with him and a relationship that we have with each other. Please stop believing that God has no answers and all of your friends have all of the answers to all of your relationship uh, scenarios. So I obviously don't know where everyone here tonight is on your spiritual journey, I just want you to know everything we share is coming straight from God's story. Uh, And unfortunately, I could share a lot of things from pop psychology and and culture and all of that kind of stuff. But I just have to say, it's not going to get you. It's not going to get you very far. Uh, But God's story will uh, provide for you a healthy, what a healthy relationship, a thriving relationship looks like. So those are just seven very quick things uh, interspersed. Is that how you say interspersed? With... uh, taking a look at God's story, we're going to be sharing um, in pretty honest detail some of our story. Uh, and so as we walk through the next four weeks, we're going to, uh, tonight, Kyle's going to share a little bit of our um, just friends story. Yes, our story. In late uh, September of 1991, I'm dating myself, uh, I headed off to college at the beautiful campus of The Ohio State University. Have any Buckeyes? Skillings? Can I get a little OH over there? I owe. Um, Thanks, David. <laughs> at the time, I was dating my high school sweetheart. His name was Jim. And he, was a, <laughs> he was a freshman at Harvard. Um, <laughs> Everyone's like, Harvard and Michael. Yeah, he wasn't as cute as Michael for sure. Um, we'd only been dating for nice a year. Nice recovery, nice recovery. Yeah. We'd only been dating for a year, our senior year of high school, but um, we had been just friends for most of high school, and so we knew each other pretty well. We were pretty serious and 
before I headed off to school. He gave me like a promise ring of sorts, um, signifying our intention was to date, you know, do the long distance dating thing for four years, and then after graduation, our plan was to get married. And I was pretty sure that that's what was going to happen. And in fact, um, we were voted most likely to get married by our um, classmates our senior year. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, they didn't know Michael, you know, he didn't live around there. So um, this point Crazy in my people life, people from Indiana, what do they know? At this point in my life, I wasn't a Christian, although I might have thought I was. I, don't, I didn't even really know what it meant to be a Christian. And uh, I believed in God, but I really didn't see how God fit into my life at all. I just didn't really see any need for God at this time in my life. Things were, um, things were going great for me. I was um, you know, going to Ohio State, which is awesome. And um, swimming, I was swimming at Ohio State, and swimming was going great. I was meeting all kinds of new friends. I was just enjoying college life, um, doing well in school. So... Um, you know, so I just didn't really see how God fit in at all. Now, I did have a serious boyfriend, but that didn't mean I wasn't going to look at other guys. I mean, after all, this was college, the land of cute guys. So I, I was looking and uh, started noticing this guy, um, cute guy, who was always wearing a red hat. Just, he was always wearing this red hat, and I kept seeing him all over the place. <laughs> we looked for the red hat so he could bust it out tonight, but we couldn't find it. Um, you know, I see him at, in my dorm. I saw him at the pool, so I figured out he was a swimmer, too. Um, fresh, all freshman athletes had to go to study tables where they force you to study. So um, I saw him there. I saw him at the cafeteria. You know, I kept By seeing the way, him. Harvard boy was no athlete either. Hmm? <laughs> Sorry. I digress. Um, so my roommate and I had, had dubbed him, the, uh, given him the name the guy in the red hat because we you know, commented often on his cuteness. Um, so one night I was doing laundry um, down in the basement of our dorm, and who was there but the guy in the red hat. And um, so I sat down, you know, waiting for my laundry. I sat down to study, and I, he was at the table next to me talking with his friends, and I was listening into their conversation, you know, because I was interested what he had to say. And he was talking about basically about how girls were jerks and just <laughs> going off on how girls were jerks. and Fellas? <laughs> so Amen. He, <laughs> so he turned to me, and this is, these were his first words to me. So what about you? Have you ever jade a guy? And I was like, jade? What does? I had no idea what he was talking about. Essentially, does okay, anyone know I what jade means? Like, I don't know. Some right. terminology I was not uh, familiar with. Um, essentially, what he was asking me was, had I ever um, cheated on a guy? You see, he'd just been cheated on. His girlfriend had cheated on him, and he was hurt and. Therefore, all girls were jerks. So he asked me if I'd ever um, cheated on a guy, and I was adamant, no, I had never done that. I hadn't ever cheated on a boyfriend, and I was not going to, especially Jim, because I was in love, and we were getting married. So um, that started our conversation. That's how it started, and we ended up talking the whole, all night in the, um, you know, our laundry was done by now, but we kept talking, and in fact, I don't even think we slept that night. Um, we both had swim practice the next morning at 6 a.m. and just kind of went to the pool. Um, so uh, that was the beginning of our friendship, my friendship with Michael Davis. Um, over the next several months, we spent tons of time together, um, just hanging out, going to class, walking each other to class, eating lunch or whatever together, hanging out. Um, our favorite thing was we'd order breadsticks from Adriatico's, this pizza place down the road, and um, stay up late talking. And uh, even after just a few days of our new friendship, um, our friends started asking us, so what's 
what's the deal with you guys? What's going on? Are you dating? And we were, you know, adamant. Listen, we are just friends. We're just friends. And I, gosh, I keep doing that. I especially was, um, you know, adamant that I was just friends because Jim, I'm in love with Jim. He's at Harvard. I'm in love, you know, we were just friends. And that's really what we thought we were because we, um, you know, we weren't involved physically. We hadn't kissed or anything like that. So we were just friends. That is until April 1st, 1992. When everything changed, and that is because he kissed me. I know he sent out an email that said that I kissed him. I did not. (laughs) I was dating Jim. I wouldn't do that. I might receive a kiss now, but I did not initiate the kiss. So the kiss changed everything, and um, the next day I called Jim, who was in the middle of studying for finals or something, but I confessed the kiss to him. He was... I later learned he was very angry that I didn't wait until at least till after his finals, which he probably didn't do well on. But <laughs> confessed the kiss, broke up with Jim, and uh, that then began our dating, not dating, dating again, which you'll hear more about that next week. Um, in the email I sent out this week, and uh, by the way, she kissed me first. Um, <laughs> this has been a 10-year or 15-year long debate of actually who kissed who, and she kissed me. Just, I'm a pastor. I wouldn't lie. So. <laughs> I don't think you want to take a poll, honey. Okay. Um, email I sent out this week said, can girls and guys uh, be just friends without it getting weird? Uh, how many people saw the movie uh, When Harry Met Sally back in early, early 90s? Uh, that was... Um, Kind of the question of uh, the movie, can girls and guys be just friends? And by the end of the movie, they kind of uh, decided no, because for whatever reason, in this particular movie, uh, the attraction, the sex thing uh, got in the way. And according to Harry, um, he wants to have sex with every woman, whether she's attractive or not attractive. And so therefore, men and women cannot be in uh, friendship just because of the physical thing. Um, Well, we did the just friends thing for almost uh, nine months, eight months until you kissed me. And, um, <laughs> but as Kyle was saying, you know, we may have been sharing and telling people that we were just friends, uh, but when the kiss happened, uh, then it was dating. And so um, as we were thinking about, uh, there might be some of you in here tonight who are just playing the just friend card. And um, so we wanted to help you uh, decide uh, just friends. If you're really just friends with someone, we came up with a, a top 15 list to determine or decide um, when you might actually not be just friends. So here is our top 15 uh, to help you know when you're not just friends. So you know you're not just friends when everyone keeps asking you, hey, are you guys dating? You know uh, you're not uh, just friends uh, when you look around and see that uh, you're not around any of your other friends anymore. And you know uh, you're more than just friends when you're in a group setting and you find yourself getting jealous when your friend is talking to other guys or girls who they consider to also be just friends. Um, You know you're not just friends uh, when everyone keeps asking, hey, are you guys just dating? Are you you dating? And uh, when... You look at your cell phone bill, and 900 minutes of the 1,000 in your plan were spent on your friend. (laughs) You know you're not just friends 
when you find yourself getting dressed up in funny clothes, wearing goofy ties, in order <laughs> to take your just friend out for fancy dinners. Yes. You will notice Michael's, I mean, after you get past looking at my crazy big hair, you'll notice Michael's earring. The, uh, he sported the Mickey Mouse earring for the special occasion. So. This is back in 1992, so this is 15 years ago. Yes. yes. Proud of the red polka dot. Bad hair, will ya? Uh, you, find your, you know you're more than just friends when you find yourself falling asleep on the job, in the classroom, or just during the day because you didn't, uh, did not say goodbye to your just friend until 3 a.m. Uh, you know you're not just friends when you find yourself uh, having a special pet name for your just friend. Right, Kay? Yeah, M. That was our pet names? That was it. And you know you're uh, not just friends when everyone keeps asking you, hey, are you guys dating or what's going on? You know you're not just friends uh, when you walk into a room and the first pus- person uh, that you are always looking for is your just friend. Or when your other friends ask you to stop talking about your just friend. Or when you find yourself having to say goodnight to your just friend every single night, but then a fight breaks out of who's going to hang up the phone first. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, you know you're more than just friends when you have a wardrobe crisis uh, every time you get ready to go see your just friend. Apparently no one has wardrobe crises here. <laughs> uh, you know you're not just friends when your friend's father asks you, what are your intentions with my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> and when all your friends, again, keep asking you, is there something going on? Are you just dating? They didn't get that was the main one we were trying to drive (laughs) home. All right, thanks, Jeff. (laughs) We'll talk later. (laughs) The question, can guys and girls uh, be friends without it uh, being weird? Uh, And again, the weird kind of represents the sex thing or the attraction component. And um, let me just give you a real simple answer. Um, You can be friends with whoever you want to be friends with. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, if you want to have friends that are all guys, then you can, I mean, there's no, like, friend police walking around. Being like, well, you're hanging out with too many guys or you're just hanging out with too many girls. So uh, simply put, you can be friends with whoever the heck you want to be uh, friends with. Um, but for me personally, um, it's just not good enough. We often settle for just the simple, the easy answers, and we refuse to maybe... Um, take it a step further, because if we start asking more questions on top of that, it might actually require us doing things a little bit differently, Uh, changing some patterns or some habits uh, in our lifestyle. And let's be honest, who really wants to change patterns or habits in our lifestyle? We like doing what's what's easy, uh, what's simple. Um, And so as I've really been uh, thinking about the just friends question, um, you might be surprised, but God's word actually has a lot to say uh, about uh, guys, girls, and, um, and just friends. Um, before I, I, we're really going to land on uh, uh, one in particular verse uh, tonight, but um, before I, I head there, um, uh, two quick thoughts on the, the whole just friends uh, thing. Um, guys and girls who say, you know, it's just easier to be friends with the opposite sex, um, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. But uh, I would venture to say there's probably a lot of guys in here who would just say, you know, 
it's just so much easier to be friends with just girls. And the same for girls to say, you know what, it's just so much easier uh, to be friends uh, with just guys. And what people are actually saying is, I love the benefit of having a just friend without the commitment. Because when you're in relationship with your just friend, when things go bad, well, they're just friends. So you don't have to have those tough conversations. Why would you? You're just friends, right? So we love the appearance of relationship uh, and the benefits. This is the whole uh, friends with benefits. Now, I know people often use that terminology uh, to refer to uh, sex or being physical, that kind of thing, um, which certainly there are people who are just friends, but you know uh, they have sexual benefits with one another because they feel like they don't have to have commitment to one another. And uh, if you're that person, just know that what you're really doing is you're kind of just using someone else and you want the benefit of a relationship with a girl or a relationship with a guy with absolutely uh, no commitment, um, no strings attached. Um, Second thing that I'd share on that is, uh, and I'm primarily speaking to the guys because, well, I'm a guy and um, I know how this kind of works because this was me. Uh, I was a jerk. I'm comfortable to say that now. Some of you are like, yeah, I could picture that in you. <laughs> that wasn't funny. <laughs> You're supposed to be silent and be like, no, no, we don't see that. Uh, but when we have, um, when we say uh, it's just so much easier to be friends with just girls like I did, uh, I mean, if I'm really on all through high school, all through college, not all through college, but primarily through college, uh, all of my friends were girls. Um, I had guy friends, but I was the guy who was mostly friends with just women. And if I'm honest with myself, which I'm going to be and honest with you, it's because I was a jerk. I absolutely loved getting to have as many girls like me as I possibly could. And so I would do things um, to manipulate girls uh, to get them to like me. And then when they did like me, that fed the jerk within. And if I took an honest uh, evaluation, a look in the mirror, um, I was so insecure. I was absolutely the most insecure person. But I didn't want people to think I was insecure. And so I would use women uh, to help me not feel so insecure. Uh, And the sick part of the thing is that I would manipulate the situation when the girl would get all weird on me. I would be like, what is your problem? I've been telling you all along. We're just friends. And I would actually make the girl feel bad for liking me. I mean, I'm, I was a total jerk. I used girls, getting them to like me, so I'd feel a little bit better uh, about myself. Um, now, if you're a guy and that's you, uh, stop doing that. Stop being a jerk. Stop using girls under the just friend banner uh, to feed the jerk within. Um, you know, you wonder, uh, I'm speaking primarily to the guys, and I'm not saying girls don't do this as well. Um, but I've never been a girl, so I'm not sure exactly how it works. Um, you know, I hear a lot of guys just talk about um, girls just have so much baggage. And when I finally get into a relationship, I just, she's so insecure. She's got issues with trust, and she's got issues with, you know, do I like her? Do I not like her? Do you know where those issues come from? They come from guys like me who treated girls absolutely terribly. I, can't, I am sad to think about how much baggage I created in other uh, girls' lives. Why? Just so I could feel a little bit better about myself. So please 
If that's your story right now, uh, just know that's certainly not honoring to the person, uh, but it's more importantly, it's absolutely not honoring uh, to God. Um, those are just two quick thoughts. On can girls and guys be just friends without it getting weird? Well, you can be friends with whoever you want to be friends with. That's the easy answer. Uh, but tonight we want to, if you have a Bible, uh, go ahead and open up to um, Romans uh, chapter 12. And I want to read uh, this passage uh, of Scripture to you. I'm going to switch uh, the question on you because I don't really feel like it's a good question. Can girls and guys be just friends without it getting weird? That's too easy. It's absolutely too easy. But as I look at uh, Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 10 and 11, it says this. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor in serving the Lord. I want to flip the question around a little bit because I feel like this is the question that God, when he hears the, can guys and girls be just friends? I, I really feel like God's like, that is a stupid question. Start learning to, you know, and all the kindergarten teachers who are saying there's no stupid questions, that's a stupid <laughs> question. The real question is, what does it look like to love my brother, to love my sister? What does it look like to honor my brother and honor my sister? And so as we go on from here, uh, Kyle and I just want to share uh, five things of what it looks like uh, to love and to honor your brother or your sister. Now, let me preface, uh, we're sharing from God's story, from God's word. And if you're a follower of God, if you're in relationship with God through Jesus Christ, um, then that means you're part of God's family. And if you're in God's family, that means you are brothers and sisters first and foremost in Christ. And a lot of us don't use that language. We don't think about it like that. It's just friends. And I just want you to know it's not just friends. It's your sister first. It's your brother first. And I just I have to tell you, you might be thinking, well, I don't think like that. And it's just I don't really care. God cares. And because God cares about how we treat one another, um, how we love, how we honor one another, we should care. And so if you get anything out of uh, tonight, if you could just walk away looking at your just friend differently, first and foremost, that she is your sister. She is your sister in Christ, part of God's family. And how dare jerks like me go around trying to manipulate, be deceptive, and uh, trying to get a girl to like me so I can feel better about myself. Totally dishonoring to my sister, and totally, more than anything, dishonoring to God. And so hopefully these will be five um, highly practical uh, ways of how you can pursue living out uh, this uh, Romans uh, chapter 12. Um, I want to share uh, two, two words we're focusing on is love and honor. Um, love in the context of Romans 12 is talking about a brotherly love, a, a love that a brother would have for a sister and vice versa. A couple verses, I'll run through these real quick uh, that highlight this. This is 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4. Now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers, do to do so more and more. Love one another more and more in brotherly, sisterly love. Uh, another verse, um, Hebrews 13, verse 1. 
Keep on loving each other as brothers. We're all part of God's family. We have to get our minds off. They're not just friends. This is my brother. This is my sister. And I know that might be kind of weird. You, don't, you look at the person next to you and be like, that's not my sister. That's not my brother. But in God's economy, in God's family, uh, this is your, if you're in relationship with God, first and foremost, sisters and brothers in Christ. One more verse in uh, Peter. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have a sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. What I love is God doesn't say, I just want you to be just friends. That's lame. That's weak. God says, I want you to love one another uh, with a sincerity, with a genuineness, with an honesty. And so tonight we want to look at what does it mean to love your brother, to love your sister. Forget the just friends thing. Let's go a little bit deeper than that. What does it look like to love one another? And when we talk about honor, the words uh, honor there uh, is to value, to respect, or to treat someone else as precious. I love that. Wouldn't it be, how different would our relationships be if we started respecting uh, our just friend, our brothers and sisters in Christ, treating them as just precious? So the first one, I'm getting all fired up. Huh? I'm getting all fired up because I was such a jerk. I was absolutely such a jerk, and I feel bad for the things that I, how I was deceptive and manipulative to girls. I was a guy who created baggage. I, side note there. Lord, forgive me for all the baggage I've created. Pursue what's best for your brother and sister. Let me be honest and say, if you're going to pursue what's best for your brother in Christ or your sister in Christ, it might mean not hanging out with you. Now, I know that's probably not the popular thing to say, but if you're going to pursue what's best for your brother or your sister, it might actually mean not spending time with you. That's kind of hard, but if you're going to pursue what's best for them, it might, not mean, it might mean not hanging out uh, with you. Um, I've, I'm the little, little brother. I'm the, little, um, I'm the youngest of five. I never knew what it was like to have a younger sister or a little brother. I never knew what it was like to have a little sister I could protect or even a little brother uh, to protect. But this is kind of the attitude, the mentality of what it would look like to pursue what's best. Is for those of you who have little sisters, if you're guys, man, think about how you hopefully you have this mentality that you want to look out what's best for your sister, that you want to protect her from guys like me. So pursuing brotherly love or sisterly love is pursuing what's best um, for the other person, seeking uh, their best. The second way to uh, the second point of um, how to love one another with brotherly or sisterly love and honor one another above yourselves is to pursue integrity in your friendships. Um, Loving each other as brothers and sisters in Christ means dealing with one another with integrity. And integrity implies sincerity or honesty or purity of motive. You know, if we're striving to love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, then our actions are going to match our words. God's word um, urges us, even warns us in James 5.12 to let our yes be yes and our no be no. If we say that we're just friends with somebody, then we need to act. Uh, we need to act on that. We need to act the way that we um, act out what we say. And one thing I think that really, um, something that really corrodes integrity in relationships and friendships, is flirting. Flirting is not uh, true communication. It's manipulation. It's um, 
deceptive and can even be mean or cruel if it's done, uh, you know, you know you're doing it and the reason you're doing it is in hopes of that other person liking you. Even when you're not ready to move into, you're, you're not in a position or a place to move into a relationship. Um, so it's, um, it's something that corrodes integrity in friendships. Um, there's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 12, um, verse 26, that says, A righteous man is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. You need to, we need to be cautious in our friendships and how we act. We need, to, um, we need to take into account how the other person will perceive our actions or our words. If you know, asking our, someone who's just our friend out to dinner might make them think that we're interested in something more, and if we're not, then maybe we need to make our intentions clear. Or maybe we need to not ask them at all. But we need to be cautious and uh, pursue integrity. One of the questions just for us to consider as we kind of evaluate are we doing that in our relationships is um, are, we, are you being consistent in the at- amount of attention, the type of attention you show to all your friends of the opposite sex? You know, for a woman, are you... Um, do you treat all the guys that you're friends with the same? Or do you special single out, you know, the one that you might have a p- possible romantic interest in and treat them with special attention or different attention? We ought, to treat, um, we ought to treat everybody the same way. And I found, you know, that most people who say they're looking, they just want to be just friends with someone, they're really looking for some level of romance, um, somebody to like them, some level of romance, intimacy, but just don't want the commitment, kind of like Michael was saying, uh, the friends without benefits. So pursue integrity in your friendships. Um, This is all under the banner of what does it look like to love and honor uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, This number three is uh, pursue tomorrow, not just today. Uh, I was the guy who said, I'm friends pretty much with all girls. That's what I do best. That's what I really know. Uh, But that's not really sustainable because when I entered into relationship with Kyla and I've got all these other side friendships, well, she was, uh, well, she didn't like that too much. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and it's just not a sustainable lifestyle. I mean, if you are a guy who is just friends with mostly girls, do you think when you actually have a, a healthy dating girlfriend relationship leading maybe to engagement, leading to marriage, that that's going to fly, that your wife is going to be like, yeah, you know, that's fine. Don't have any guy friends. If you've got 10 girlfriends, that's great. It doesn't work like that. The human heart's not wired like that. Um, So if you're just friends with all girls, it's not a sustainable lifestyle. Um, One of the books back there uh, raised a great question of, and this is, um, uh, and, and by the way, this is for girls as well. If you're friends with just guys, just know that's not sustainable. That when you do have a, a boyfriend, uh, a fiance, uh, a husband, it, just, it doesn't work. I, I don't want Kyla just hanging out with just guys. Uh, and by the way, if you're married, most of you would agree with this. You want your husband in great, authentic, healthy relationships with other guys. Why? Because they're going to kick me in the head when I'm being stupid. And they're going to hold me accountable to loving her as she deserves to be loved and cherishing her as she deserves to be cherished. So start fostering some of those relationships now so that when you do get married or have a boyfriend, girlfriend, it's not weird. You don't have to start working hard like, well, I don't know how to be friends with just guys. So many married guys that I know, they don't have any guy friends. Why? Because they didn't have guy friends. They were just friends with all girls. And they're lonely 
and they're sloppy and they're lazy. <laughs> Boy, I'm just a, a ball of encouragement tonight. <laughs> thank you, brother. Uh, thank you for being a brother to my wife. This is thinking about uh, tomorrow, not just today. Wouldn't it be great if uh, maybe one day a guy came up to you and said, you know what, I just want to thank you for loving and honoring my now wife. That when she was in friendship with you, you didn't screw with her. You weren't deceptive. You weren't manipulative. Thank you that you pushed her towards excellence in her relationship with Christ. Wouldn't that be a pretty amazing thing? For that should be the standard where future husbands come to old friends and say, man, thank you did a great job of loving and honoring your sister in Christ. And for wives to be able to go to guys and say, man, my husband is sharp. He pursues me. He loves me. Thank you so much for loving and honoring him as a brother. Four. The fourth uh, way to, you know, our idea that we have to honor and uh, your brother and sister in Christ is to pursue friendship, not just intimacy. Um, you know, friendships get weird and cross that boundary of we're really just friends into more than just friends when they go from, they move from friendship to intimacy. Um, one of the books back there is uh, I Kissed Dating Goodbye by Joshua Harris, and he clarifies the difference between friendship and intimacy this way. He says that friendship is something is about something other than the two people in the relationship. Intimacy is about each other. In a true friendship, something outside the two friends brings them together. And C.S. Lewis kind of paints this picture um, of the difference between friendship and intimacy when he says that we picture lovers standing face to face, but friends side by side with their eyes looking ahead. So in the example of, you know, of our friendship when we were just friends, um, we felt justified in saying, hey, listen, seriously, we're just friends, and we were answering that question all the time. Um, and we felt like we could say that because we hadn't crossed the physical boundary of kissing. Um, but in reality, we crossed the line between friendship and intimacy probably that first night when we, um, we talked and hung out you know, until 6 in the morning talking. Um, we had a lot in common. We were both swimmers. We were, had a lot of mutual friends, and we probably could have pursued a healthy friendship based on the things we had in common and focused on those things rather than just on one another. But from the, you know, the moment we started being friends, we were focused on one another. And so in reality, I cheated on my Harvard boyfriend, Jim, a long time before our first kiss. Um, the, emotional, the emotional boundary of intimacy had been crossed uh, long before the physical boundary was. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with intimacy and having a desire for intimacy. Intimacy is great, and it's something that God has... Um, created and he wants us to experience and he's placed a desire for that in our hearts but it needs to be coupled with commitment um, if we're not ready to commit to somebody as more than just friends we shouldn't be pursuing intimacy with them one of the questions and by the way i forgot to plug this but uh, we've got an email account set up uh, for you guys to send us questions it's uh, he said she said at genesis and uh, we're going to try and integrate uh, the questions that people are sending our way into this, and one of the questions that came in um, over the last few weeks was, um, "What is appropriate physicalness for just friends?" And uh, the example of, you know, can just friends can they hold hands? Can they kiss? Can they hug? Uh, no. <laughs> Any more explanation on that? <laughs> I mean, what kind of signals does that send? 
It's you want friends uh, with benefits, but you're not willing to be committed to them. It's nice having someone you can hold hands with or a hug or a kiss. But uh, is that honoring? Is that loving? No, it's being deceptive. It's being manipulative. So no, no, no. Last one. Uh, And please send your questions in. Uh, We're excited to get your questions and uh, not tonight's purposes, but uh, uh, probably over the next three weeks. We're just going to field questions from you guys. So send them our way first so we can actually think about them. That answer is pretty easy because it's just no. Um, But, uh, okay, last one and final thing is uh, number five. What does it look like to honor, to love your friends, your brother, your sister in Christ? Is pursue challenging your friend or friends to be zealous in following and serving the Lord. That's the last part of Romans uh, 12, uh, verse 12. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Man, help your brothers to walk with Christ, to have a burning passion, to be zealous about the relationship first and foremost with God. Don't get in the way of someone else's relationship with God under the banner of just friends. Push your brother in Christ to walk with Christ, to follow, to serve, to have a fire, to have zeal. And how they love God and love other people. And sisters, do that for your brothers. Brothers, do that for your sisters. Five, hopefully, practical uh, things. I put a scripture verse, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 7, verse 32 um, uh, through 35. And this is Paul just saying, man, in your singleness, go hard after God. Go hard after God. And to those of you who are here and you're still single, can I just say, run and run hard after God. I'm going to share this in the weeks to come, but uh, Tommy Nelson is a pastor out in uh, uh, Denton, uh, Texas. And uh, I heard him once say, uh, run as hard and as fast as you can towards the Lord. And every once in a while, just turn to your left or to your right. And when you see a, a girl who's just running that way with you, grab her hand and start running together. Some of us are not even really walking. We're kind of, I don't know, limping, limping tripping, <laughs> stumbling. Uh, but just run. Push your brother to be excellent in his relationship with Christ. Push your sister to be excellent in uh, your relationship with Christ. Hey, can you guys thank Kyla for sharing tonight? As we uh, get ready just to close our time with some worship, um, I just had one more question I wanted to lay before uh, the community tonight, and it's this. Um, How's your friendship with God? We often get really concerned and kind of wrapped up in our friendships with one another. Uh, But you know what? It absolutely blows me away uh, that God, the creator of the universe, would actually want to be a friend of mine. You're not going to have really healthy relationships until you have a healthy friendship with God. And so if you're kind of looking around right now and looking at some of the relationships you have that are kind of messed up, uh, not going so well. Some of the friendships aren't going so well. It's just not working for you. Uh, Might I suggest it might have to do as a result of your friendship with God. So how is your friendship with God? Uh, This is a great verse in um, uh, James chapter 2. And the scriptures um, was fulfilled, uh, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. Man, I long for that. Michael Davis called God's friend. 
How about you? God has made possible for us to be in relationship with him, to be friends with God through his son, Jesus Christ. And so tonight, as uh, we just finish our time with just worshiping, um, I know it's hard to transition. We've been talking a lot about just friends with, uh, with our human relationships, but I really want us to end and to focus on our friendship with God. Do you know God? Have you begun that journey with God? And it starts with saying yes to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came in flesh, in person, in blood, to say, there's only one way we can know God. There's only one way you can know God as friend, God as Father, God as Savior. And it's through my son, Jesus Christ. Let's uh, just spend some time praying, um, and then we'll uh, we'll close out by, uh, by worshiping. But how's your friendship with God? Do you know him as friend? If you don't, it's just as simple as saying, God, if I can be in relationship with you through knowing your son, Jesus Christ, then I want to know your son, Jesus Christ, so that I can be called a friend of God. Father, thank you that uh, your story, your word, has so much to say about relationships with each other. But God, first and foremost, your story, your word, has so much to say about our relationship with you. God, thank you that you've given uh, us the opportunity and the gift to be friends with you. Father, if there's someone here tonight who has never really understood you or known you as friend, known you as Father, known you as Savior, God, might tonight be the night that uh, they begin that relationship with you. If that's you, it's as simple really as just opening up your heart, confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart that Jesus is the way to have a relationship with God. That through his life, through his death, we find uh, forgiveness for our sins and we find life. We find friendship with God. If that's you, just spend a few moments, even as we're worshiping, just praying, just asking just confessing. And if you're here tonight and you began a, a journey with God uh, weeks, months, years ago, how's it going? Spend these moments just crying out to God that you long for a deeper friendship, a deeper intimacy with God. He desires that with you. Lord, we love you. Help us as the Genesis community uh, to love you even more. Help us to be known as a community, people who are friends of the living God. We pray all of these things in your name. Amen. Genesis is a ministry of Hope Christian Church. We invite you to find out more by visiting our website at genesisthejourney.com.